Welcome to Leading to Sales. My name is Brett Williams and I am your host like I am every time we come on here. So uh, today is a very, very special day for me. Um, and I am so excited about the special guest that we have coming on today. Uh, his name is Rob Brown and he is the author of a very new book that we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Um, and I was just giving Rob just a little bit of insight uh, before the show. I actually um, I don't have this book physically yet because of some delays with a very large online retailer who sells books. Um, but I was able to pick up this book digitally and I read through it um, through the night last night and early into this morning. Um, and the impact of this book is going to be amazing. And I can't wait to dive into it with Rob. So make sure you stay tuned and make sure you pipe in if you have questions um, about his new book, Truest Fan. With that, I'll be right back right after this with Rob. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Rob, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Brett. It's great to be here and premiere my new Truest Fan t-shirt. I love it. I love it. I want, I, I now want, after having read the book, I want all truest fan paraphernalia. And well, a, a shirt <laughs> is on the way to you. No, no problem. So uh, really quick, I'm going to flash this image up because I want everybody to see this. Because when you're looking on Amazon, um, I want you to be able to see it. Do not search on Amazon for this book. Um, Amazon is less than cooperative right now when it comes to that. I want you to make sure that you are going to truestfan.com. It's scrolling across the bottom. That will get you directly to this book. It's called Truest Fan by Rob Brown. Live, love, and lead with purpose and impact. Um, now we have, before I, before I let Rob introduce himself, I want to make sure that I communicate to everyone who is tuning in. We have a lot of speakers and authors and experts uh, come onto this show. And I cannot say this enough about this book. Um, and I do not give this praise very often for books like this. Um, this is a book that I want you, before you do anything else, I want you to pick this book up. And it's not because Rob's cut me in on his book sales, it's because that is not the case. Um, it is because of the impact that this book can have on you, your family, and generations to come. And I mean that from the very bottom of my heart. So go get this book before we get into anything else. Go to truestfan.com pick up your copy. And I know Rob's got some free resources. He even mentions in the book to help you through this book. But this book is a book that will radically change the way that you think, the way that you act, and the way that you move forward in life. So with that, Rob, uh, please just real quickly do a quick introduction to yourself. Tell people a little bit about your background, and then we're going to dive into this amazing book. Right. Well, thanks, Brett. And, and talk about uh, Tearjerker. That's, um, <laughs> that's a very emotional um, introduction and I and I really appreciate it. And the reason it's emotional is because this book does come from the heart, and I, I just I love the fact that it's having the impact um, that it that it is. Um, so um, many people think this is a, an unusual book for me. I've written another book. It's called Delivering the Ultimate Client Experience. It's a very tactical book um, for my clients. I'm a business coach, two financial advisors. Um, and we work on all aspects of their practice, sales and marketing and practice development and team building. Um, but 
Many years ago, um, I read a book called um, The One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard, yep. a classic. Uh, back at, It was written back in the 70s, I think. I got it in the 80s. And when I read that book, I said, one day I am going to write a business, uh, a fable, um, a story that tells that tells a kind of a business story. And that's that's how this process got started um, a little bit over a year ago. And it actually spun a little bit away from business and more into the lessons that I teach my clients all the time that we stuff we work on all the time, but just telling it in a different in a different way. So um, there's a real intersection between the work that I do um, with my clients and then this this, you know, this project that you always wanted to do or I always wanted to do that I hadn't quite quite gotten to yet. That's that's all right. And this this is one of those books that um, and this is full transparency, probably even revealing a little bit more than I normally do before the show. Um, I, I offered Rob a, a heartfelt thank you for this book. Um, you know, Og Mandino in his book, The Greatest Miracle in the World, he mentioned um, or he, in the uh, allegorical pattern of his book, he mentioned um, the books that were what he called hand of God books. Um, and again, I'm not trying to pump Rob up. I don't have any financial benefit to get Rob more book sales. I just want to tell you that this book is what I would call uh, that. What I would say if the late great Ogmandino was still living, he would call this a hand of God book because of the impact that it can have. And I don't even really want to go a whole lot into the details of the specifics of the book. I want to hit it from a very high level because I want you to read it. <laughs> um, I like I literally stayed up way later than I should have last night reading this, and then got up a lot earlier than I normally do to continue reading it. Um, so make sure. And this is a personal favor to me. I very rarely ask this. Um, I'm going to ask you, if you're tuning in right now live, and I know a lot of you will be catching this later on, make sure to like and share this feed because I want to help Rob get the word out about this book as much as I possibly can because I know the impact that it can have. But all that all that said, um, I want to go through some of the origination story for this book because, um, Rob, the, the power of this book, like you said, it, it is a fable, but it really walks people through seven truest fan principles. Um, and these principles are such enormous life lessons that are put into words that I, I just love. I absolutely love them. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you began to develop these and clarify them and simplify the way, simplify them the way you did in the book. Right. Well, where it started off, you know, in, in the, the very beginning of the book, I tell a story about um, the main character going to a conference where he received some accolades, but was feeling at the end of the of the conference, like, you know, what did I really accomplish here? Was it really worth it? Did I really deserve all the praise that I received? Um, and he runs into, uh, because before he heads home from this conference in Boston, he happens to go to a Cleveland Indians Boston game and run into Bruiser, another one of the characters in the story, who um, is also there for similar reasons, but in a completely different industry. You know, Brownie, the main character, is a financial advisor type. Bruiser is a brew collar type. And they just get into this great conversation that stems from their love of baseball and the Cleveland Indians and kind of how they've fell at different times in life um, where, where 
and I know what happens um, probably too often where you feel a little bit like you don't deserve your success or like you're not really successful, even though you've received some accolades. And, and so it's, it's, it's building out of that, that the book really got started. And it's when I wrote that particular introduction to the book that each of the other lessons unfolded because those are less, each lesson builds on, uh, on the previous one. That's so true. And that's the way that you, you go into these lessons is, you know, you, you kind of lay them out, like you said, in a very fable like way. Um, and for some reason, whatever the reason may be that I, I feel like that communicates so much better um, than, you know, if you will, what I call the bullet point books, um, especially principles, timeless principles like this. Um, as you walk through the book, um, you do cover those seven truest fan principles. Um, but before we even get into those, uh, as I'm thinking through this, tell us a little bit to you, um, from, you know, from an author's definition, what does truest fan mean to you? So, um, truest fan is the idea, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's an idea. I think a lot of us hold deep, but we don't always explore or share is that we all need truest fans. We all need people who root for us and encourage us. And oftentimes we have them around us, but um, they don't maybe do as good a job as we'd like them to do. Um, and, and that often is because the other side of being a truest fan is a, being a truest fan is just having fans. It's being a truest fan to other people. And when you get that going around, it's, it's a winning um, cycle that um, if we um, are truest fans of each other, of ourselves, so if we love each other, if we love others, I mean, share that, um, the, the world's a better place and everything we do gets better. That's so true. And that's, you know, it, it really, <laughs> the truest fan principle, as I started to learn more about it through the book, you know, growing up in Tennessee and, and having been a UT Vols fan for most of my life where I, I do feel other than 1998, we've spent the majority of my life rebuilding. Um, <laughs> I, I felt that I could truly identify with the truest fan um, <laughs> identity <laughs> um, because it was, it, it's so real, it's just so relatable. Like you're saying, it's something that we all have in this concept in our mind, but the, the way that you've just distilled it into literally two words um, is amazing to me. And I, I I love the the way you just the way you communicated it through the entire book. It it just really touched me, um, and frankly was a bit of a tearjerker through the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I appreciate your saying that. And you know, it, it was one of those things when when the when the two words came out, and I went through a creative process to come up with what the theme was going to be for the book. Um, when those two words came together, it was like, I know I can write this book. And I didn't, you know, it wasn't a straight path. I had some hiccups along the way, but I just, I, I just, and I couldn't describe to his fan, even the way that I, the way that I just did to you. I just knew that it was there would come out in the, um, in the writing. Yeah. Now you have not um, spent the majority of your career writing what I would call, um, 
self-development books or even in the self-development world per se, right? The majority no. of your career has been focused in more of the financial advisory realm. That's right. That's right. So what, what really, what was some of the primary, you know, I guess you could say inspiration or triggers that made you take that, you know, you're talking about, you've got this thing in the back of your mind. What made you take that plunge into taking the next steps into actually releasing or doing the work, not just releasing? Because we all know it's a lot more than just releasing. Exactly. But doing the work to to put this together. Well, um, I have to give my clients credit for that because my clients give me um, a lot of leeway. And when I ask tough questions and they let me ask them tough questions about why they are actually doing what they're doing. What does the future, the, the, the mental picture of success really look like? And we get away from talking about, well, I want to grow my business so I can make more money. Um, and we say, well, well, what does that money mean? What's that going to do? Uh, we end up getting in these great conversations about, um, what, what your purpose really is um, and what impact do you really want to have because of what you do? Because, you know, purpose and impact are words that get thrown around a lot, but many of us fall short of having the purpose that we'd like to have or having the impact that we'd like to have or, or, or stopping to think about it um, and being intentional about it. So, so it really, it really evolved from the fact that my conversations with my clients have been, um, over the years, grown to be less technical, uh, less financial, less like marketing tactics and more, okay, what are we really trying to do? Because when we figure those things out, the tactics become easier. And so that's, that's really, um, really how this, um, how this evolved. And again, the, the idea that I, 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 you know, for 30 years, I wanted to write a fable. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. I mean, you know, definitely having that motivation. Um, I want to just kind of do a real high flyover of the seven, um, and I'm trying to find it right here. And it's a lot easier to find when I've got the, uh, <laughs> the physical book. Um, but that's on the way. Thankfully it'll be here Saturday. Um, the seven lessons of a truest fan, the truest fan lessons. I want to do a real high flyover of those. So I'm going to list them out real quick and I'd love just to dive into them just a little bit. Uh, for those who are tuning in. And the seven lessons are self, important work, love, smile, family, God, and intentional. Correct. Um, and so let's let's just kind of high level. Again, I don't, we don't have to go deep into them because I want people to pick up the book. Um, <laughs> but tell me, you know, how did you distill those down? And tell me, let's just start off with self. Tell me a little bit about what that means to you. Well, I believe that to be a truest fan, you have to believe in yourself. And if you can't say that you believe in yourself, it's hard to hard to be a truest fan and support um, other people and serve other people. So, um, so, so self is is where you have to um, is where you have to start. Yeah, that's so true, and that's I love the way that you you weave that story in at the very beginning. It's it's one of those pieces of. Um, I can't remember who I heard that said it once, but it was, you know, we can't learn to know God until we can learn to know ourselves enough to then learn to know God. 
Um, and I love the way that you weave that in the very beginning. Right. Yeah. You know, and that was hard too, because I wanted to put God first because God is obviously at the mi- in the middle of all of this, you know, exactly. Um, but he only, he's only, he's only one of the seven lessons in the book and he's not first, but so, so, but, 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 taking the time to really believe in yourself and believe in what you believe in can sometimes be uh, really, really difficult. Well, and I think, you know, I, I think you did did it appropriately as far as keeping it contextual. Um, I, I definitely agree. You know, keeping God first is it's kind of like that, that foundational element. Um, but the the way that you weaved it in, it was beautiful. I'll just say that. Um, so the second lesson is important work. Um, and this one spoke a lot to me, uh, because of the time that we're in right now. And we, frankly, we have been since the pandemic has started of everything is important, but if anything else, the slowing down of things because of the pandemic environment has caused me. And, and I know much, many other people to slow down and reevaluate and prioritize. So talk to us a little bit about the important work lesson. Right. Well, life is full of distractions and shiny objects and all of these things that get in the way of what really is most important to be working on, whether it's the things that you're working on in work or with family or in your relationship with God. It's easy to let other people's distractions become other people's priorities become your distractions. So the the principle here is really getting to the point where you think about what is really important to you. And when you know what is really important to you and you put that first and you work on that, the other stuff gets done that needs to get done. And then sometimes there's stuff that you just really don't need to do. And it's nice to to be able to say, hey, it's, it's not helping me accomplish what's most important to me. So why let it, uh, why let that baggage uh, hang around? Yeah. And I love in the book, you kind of walk somebody, you walk through a little bit of a process of the impact of prioritization um, and how it makes everything flow easier. Right. Well, you know, I have to confess, I'm a bit of a time management junkie. You know, I've read every book on time <laughs> management, taking course on time management forever. So I have my own uh, little um, tricks that I like to uh, play or, or strategies that I like to implement or help my clients implement. So um, I, I had to get that time management lesson in there, even if I didn't call it <laughs> time management. I love it. I love it. Um, I agree. It's, you know, uh, time is the one currency we have that is not redeemable, um, if you will, or not regeneratable for lack of a, for throwing in some really good English there. Um, <laughs> so the third one is love. Um, and I think it somewhat speaks for itself. Um, but I would love to hear your, for no, no pun intended, I would love to hear your perspective on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there is no greater currency. There is, there is no better word. And, and, you know, and when you start to think about it, it's amazing how often you hear people who are real high achievers or thought leaders lean into that word love. And, and just yeah. love is just, is just so essential. This, the whole idea of, 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 loving others the way that we love ourselves, the way that God intended us to love. I mean, it is, it is like, um, it's, it's why they call it the greatest commandment. Right. So, um, so I just, I think that to be a truest fan, you have to leave, lean into love. Love is just, um, extremely important looking for ways that you can show that love and have that show up in your life and the lives of, um, of other people. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. <laughs> Again, no pun intended. <laughs> um, so the the fourth lesson is smile. Um, so simple, <laughs> so simple. It frankly will almost hit me in the or hit, hits me and many people in the face. Um, but tell me, you know, tell me what made you want to include this principle, just the principle of smile. Uh, well, first of all, that's my that's my favorite lesson, and it's because um, I've often been accused of not wearing a smile on my face often <laughs> enough. I can be one of those people that I could be happy as could be, but walk around with a frown on my face yep. and not acknowledge other people. And um, I, I, I I've just noticed in my life that that the people who smile a lot acknowledge people in passing. Uh, acknowledge people when you sit down to a meeting and maybe they're looking a little um, out of sorts and just just encouraging them to smile. It's such a simple and easy thing to do. And, and you know, it's hard to feel bad when you've got a smile on your face. So I wanted to include the importance of smiling. And, and, I, and I, I, the, 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 the lesson is about the importance of, you know, smiles and kind words really go a long way. And so uh, I just felt it was important to share that in there um, as as a, as a separate idea, even though maybe it's part of all of the other lessons. Yeah, no, it, it really is. And it's um, the impact of of giving away one of the more fr- one of the freest things that there is to give away. The, the freeness of a smile is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you right. talk about uh, the the fifth one is family. Now, this is the part of the book. Um, that I think that if people are are open and willing to really um, be vulnerable, they will find themselves being hit. Or at least in my experience, I found myself being hit on this one. Um, so talk about the family aspect of this. Well, as I mentioned, uh, you know, a little bit ago in the in the beginning of the story, where this uh, character Brownie is really feeling like a little bit you know, of a, of a false hero um, because he doesn't feel like he deserves the attention that he got, you know, by going and receiving some, some accolades. Uh, one of the reasons for that, I think one of the reasons that a lot of busy people might feel that way is because you, you realize that, um, yeah, I'm doing great at work. My business is really going well. I'm helping lots of other people but I don't get home for dinner every night with my family. I don't spend time with my kids. Um, my wife and I don't um, spend the time uh, with each other that we would like to spend, that we know we should be spending time with each other, maybe because we're spending too much time with our kids. It, it, you know, and, and so focusing on putting family first, making sure that your family knows that they are your truest fan. They don't have to assume it. They should see it. Um, and so I just wanted to really make that clear in the story uh, that I tell in the book that 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 loving your family, loving other people isn't just something that you should take for granted and assume that they know you need to you need to go out and 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 tell tell them the way that you feel and and put actions into place that really show them how you feel. And again, everything else gets better because of, of doing that. It really does. Um, So the next one we've already hit, we've already hit on some, um, but you know, the importance of God in, in a truest fan's life or really in anyone's life. Um, Tell, tell, talk to us a little bit about how, how you incorporated that and and why you wanted to incorporate that. 
Well, two reasons. One, um, I think we need to know that um, even if we're struggling through some of these lessons, we're having a hard time with our family, um, whatever, whatever it might be, that we're never alone, that God is always with us because we couldn't have a truest er fan. He is, he is the <laughs> ultimate truest fan, and we should be his truest fan. So that, that was really important to me uh, to put that lesson into place. And then the second thing that was important about um, making sure that I didn't leave God out of the story because I didn't set out to write necessarily a Christian book, um, although uh, uh, although it is, um, yeah, um, is that um, I, I've in the last few years I've been participating in a prison ministry, and in that ministry, one of the things that I have learned is that um, the the work that we're able to do there isn't because that we're great people that are volunteering, giving up our time. It's because we're allowing ourselves to be a reflection of God, to let God be shown through us, and that He's the one that's doing the work. And so, um, I, I think that's I think that's so important because it, um, it it's it's easy to, to 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 make ourselves kind of in make make God in our image as opposed to us being images of what God wants us to be. So I just really wanted to point out that. Um, to to be to be your best to be a truest fan you have to include god in the equation because he's there whether we um whether we recognize it or not it's so true and that's one of the things i love the way that you that you even had the character taught this lesson um was it was not in a mountain type time a mountain top time um, and, uh, you know, there's there's you know, a, a blatant teaser trailer for the book. I'm not going to go into what it was because you need to read it and you need to find it for yourself. But it was not during a mountaintop time. And one of the, the lessons that he was learning during from from the mentor that taught him the God lesson, if you will, of truest fan um, was that ever presence, regardless of what circumstances and things look like. Um, and, and I love, cause you know, so often I see in many books when people are, are bringing in, um, God in, into the equation and, and, you know, being a, a Christian believer myself, it's, I, I want it in there. Um, but I often see that it's, it's always given this silver light, like, you know, because God's there, everything's going to be hunky dory from our perspective. Um, and I love the way that you took it and, and faced the reality of a situation and said, you know what? Things aren't always going to look good. Things are not always going to be easy, but that doesn't change the fact of who God is and that he is there and, and where he is at, where he should be in our lives. That's right. um, so th thanks for, for casting it through that lens, because I think it's, it's a powerful reminder for all of us. Yeah, th thank you. That's, I think you said that very well. It's, it's, it's an extension of the reason that um, that needed to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the last one, and, and probably... Um, <laughs> One of the more important, I won't say it's the most important, they're all, I mean, really all seven are critical, um, is intentional or intentionality. So talk to me a little bit about this because it's, I thought it was very well placed um, where you placed it. And frankly, it kind of, it took me by surprise in reading the book. Um, not in a bad way, but I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I didn't think about that um, from that perspective. So talk to us just a little bit about the intentionality piece. Yeah. So the seventh lesson brings the six lessons together, right? You know, yeah. because the seventh lesson is 
that we are should live the life that we were intended or born to live and to live intentionally. And, and to do that, you have to do the other seven things. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to smile. You've got to love. Others. You've got to do all those things and be intentional about it. And so um, that also kind of comes from my coaching of, you know, I can give you all the ideas that you want, whether it's strategy or tactics or however you want to boil that down. But in the end, if you don't put it to work, it's not going to matter. So, yeah. um, so, that, so, so, you know, a big part of the book is not just to, to teach and share ideas, but to get people to say, Hey, I'm going to do something with this and make it accessible. Yeah. Um, totally. Agree. And I love that. I mean, that's, it's the intentionality of all of it, um, of the entire book of the messaging and the, um, the way that you have delivered this book, um, has just been incredible. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I, like I said, I finished it, um, in well under 12 hours. And that was with a, a small amount of sleep that my toddlers allowed me to get last <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> and then um, I fully intend on actually going back through it because, you know, I, the the lessons that are gleaned, this is one of those, um, you know, Trish, Trish Overton here popped in into the comments. Again, you know, comparing it to Og Mandino, Mandino's greatest salesman of the world or the the greatest miracle in the world. Um, it, it is truly, this is truly a hand of God book in that I think that it can speak directly to someone's soul um, and help them move forward at, at another level. And I don't know about you, Brett, but my favorite books are the ones that I can read again because they're not too long. Yes. <laughs> but then when I read them the second time, I learn something else because because there's yes. a different way to apply the principle because not everybody's at the same place, you know, when it comes to any of the seven lessons. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, of the late great Zig Ziglar. Um, when he used to say, I used to listen to a lot of his, um, tapes and then CDs and then audios of when he used to talk about, we always recommend that you get, that you listen to these tapes and CDs on a daily basis because you're going to be at a different place each and every day. And you're going to glean different things from that. And I think that's how this book is because it's so principle based. Right. And that's, and that's, that's, I, I believe that it is. And that's, that's a real hope that I had for the book and writing. And is it, I wanted to hit people at, at where they are today. And then if they go back and read it again, it's probably going to mean something um, slightly different. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things that I'm really big on when it comes to, to um, people, both, I tell you first, buy the book, keep the book and then read the book and then apply the book. <laughs> Um, and that is, I cannot tell you how, how true that's going to be with the truest fan. Um, you have provided some tools and, and I don't have, you know, again, the, the book here in front of me to, to get to the specific website. Um, but you've provided some tools to help people in applying these principles from the book. So tell us a little bit about that, because I know everybody who has tuned in thus far, whether you're tuning into a replay or on the podcast later, you've already gone to truestfan.com and gotten your book. So now let's talk about how you can apply what you're going to read from the book. Right. Well, I'm not going to say the link out loud because okay. that's just my insurance. <laughs> that those people who are holding off um, and, and wanted to save um, a couple of dollars and buying the book. <laughs> but when you buy the book um, at the very beginning, I give you a link um, to an implementation guide. And it's yeah. it's there is a a lesson, an implementation item for each lesson of the book. Um, yeah. Not to comprehensively try to 
you know, work your way through them, but to say, hey, here's one little thing that you can do to implement each one of the lessons. Yeah. And when you get the implementation guide, you also get access to what I call the seven day quick start challenge, which is a daily lesson of me teaching you how to implement that lesson and what's in the implementation guide. So, so you don't just get the book when you buy the book, you get the implementation guide and you get a, a seven day course that will help you get started in putting it into action. Because um, as you said, Brett, you know, it's, it's one thing to read. It's another or read anything. It was another thing to take something that you learn from and put into action. So that was really, really um, important to me. And, and again, that probably comes from me being a coach is I just I really want people to take these ideas that we equally agree on are important. You know, yeah. whether I'm working with somebody one to one or we're or somebody's reading a, some words that I've written and, and, and there's this mental or this, you know, I don't know what you call it, this spiritual or, you know, up in the clouds connection that we've made on an idea. Yeah. Um, it's more important to me that you take that and, and, and try to put it to work because that's going to that's going to allow you to really be a truest fan and join the truest fan movement. That's, that's where, um, it's where the change really happens. And that's, you know, in, in the proverbially proverbial rubber meeting the road. For sure. Um, so again, go to truestfan.com, pick up your pop copy of this book. Um, I cannot stress enough the impact that this book has already had on me and I've not even been able to have a chance to apply it yet because I just finished it this morning. <laughs> so um, it's it's incredible. So, you know, I can't say enough. Truestfan.com. If you're listening on the podcast later on, um, I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. The link is scrolling across the screen right now, um, just below Rob and I, truestfan.com to pick up that book. So Rob, you look like you've got something that you wanted to add. So I want to open that up to you. <laughs> well, I wanted to be a, a cheesy salesman here just for a second, okay? By all means. So um, this is the kind of book that you shouldn't just buy one copy. Yeah. You should buy three. And the reason you should buy three copies is you need one for yourself to read now and read over and over again. Yeah. It's the type of book that you should give to somebody in your family, one of your friends that you really care about, and you want to kind of partner up maybe and, and mentor each other um, you know, around these concepts and putting them into action. Yeah. And then you need to keep a copy in your car or your briefcase or wherever it is so that when you run into that person, they a little bit down and need to pick me up. You can say, hey, I read this book. It really helped me. Um, I love you to have a copy because that's being a truest fan, not just to people yeah. that, you know, but to being a truest fan to people that you um, don't know. And um, and so I it's a little cheesy, but I think there's no reason just to buy one copy when you can buy three and I can give you a good reason to do it. Well, and here's the thing is, you know, Rob, Rob saying he's being a cheesy salesman. What he's doing is he's preparing you um, because quite frankly, one of the things I told Rob is there are less than a handful of books. There are actually three books specifically, this being the third um, that I have ever advocated buying in bulk and having to give out. Um, and this, as of today, this one has made a list um, of what was two books, what is now three. Um, that I will be keeping with me at all times to make sure that I can hand it out because of the power and the impact this can have on anybody. You don't have to be a huge reader to read this book. I read it in just a few hours. 
Um, you don't have it's this is not like like what Rob's saying. This is not a tome. This is not there are some very big books that are based on the number seven that have been out for quite some time by a very famous gentleman um, that is, you know, two and a half, three inches thick. This is not what this book is. This is what I call short, hard hitting, and it'll really take you to the next level in a very short period of time. So Rob says he's being a cheesy salesman, but he's really not. I cannot advocate for that enough. Go to truestfan.com, pick up more than three copies. My recommendation <laughs> would be to pick up five or 10 because once you read this book, you're going to wish that you had them so that you can give them out, but you don't want to give away the copy that you've highlighted all over and written notes in. <laughs> well, Brad, I, I heard your interview with Jeffrey Gittimer a little bit ago. He's the ultimate salesman. And so um, I think that was one of my tricks that I learned from him. If I said three to you, you'd say more. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds like a, a good Jeffrey Gittimer one. So. <laughs> um, well, again, thank you for coming on, Rob. Before we Before we sign off as we're coming here towards the end of the show, um, tell people, you know, other than truestfan.com, how, what are things that you, whether you've got things that you are able to help people with outside of the book, um, or how can people, how are people best able to, or should people best interact with you? Well, um, the, the, the book, the, the implementation guide, the seven day challenge are a way for us to get connected, but you'll see yeah. in the book, in the implementation guide, um, I give an email address, Rob with two B's at truestfan.com. I also give a phone number, uh, 757-645-1525. That's the Truest Fan hotline. I want to hear from people um, how what you think about the book, but also how it's making you feel. What are you doing to make people smile? What are you doing to you know, be a better father? I want to share those ideas. So um, more than trying to to figure out what's going to happen next because of the book. Cause I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm really truly leaving that in God's hand. Uh, but I, I do know that I just want to hear from people. So yeah. read the book, implement the ideas. And as often as you want to shoot me an email, call the hotline, just let me know what's going on. And I promise that I will get back to you when I can. Um, and as we get ideas and, we get a chance to kind of share how people are thinking. They're going to they're, there's, there's, there are going to be opportunities to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is one of those situations where um, you know the the mission and the purpose of this book is going to carry. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in, again, make sure to go to truestfan.com to pick up a copy of this book. And here's what I want to challenge you to do: I am not one who often and this I probably shouldn't reveal this about myself. I am not one who often leaves Amazon reviews. Um, I am not one who often goes through that process. I don't put thought into it. You know, it's about the only re reviews that ever get left in my house generally, or when my, um, and she's not in the room, when my Alexa prompts me to leave a review. <laughs> but if you'll, when you, when you pick up this book, what I would encourage you to do is after you've read it, um, go and leave a review. I've got mine ready that I'm going to be leaving it later today leave a review. And it's not about boosting up Rob. It's not about boost, boosting up book scales. And I say this, and I don't say this about many books. I say this because the message of this book matters. And the message of this book is going to impact people at a time right now when I think people need it the most. And so please go leave those reviews, get the book, leave the review, get multiple copies so that you make sure that you're able to share the book the way that we want to share it and that, that we can get the message out because I, I think that this is going to impact a whole lot of people. So 
with that, Rob, thank you again for coming on. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you for coming on um, in your truest fan attire, uh, though I kind of anticipated that it would be more garb toward the, the Cleveland Indians. Um, <laughs> well, I did have my Cleveland Indians warm up on earlier today, but I took it off to, uh, but there's, there's plenty, plenty of that, um, around. I can, uh, I can guarantee you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, thank you for coming on. Um, and, and from the bottom of my heart, genuinely, thank you for writing this book, because this is a book that I think we as a society need, and I think it's going to impact a whole lot of people. It's already impacted me. So I know that. Well, Brett, you have uh, blessed me and humbled me by your words and the opportunity to be here today. And I, I couldn't thank you uh, anymore. And trust me, I am your truest fan. <laughs> thank you, Rob. Well, if you'll hang out for just a moment, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Um, so guys, with that again, and I'm, I've said it multiple times throughout the time that we've been on here, truestfan.com. Please go there and pick up that book because that book is going to make a difference in, in your life and in the life of so many other people. Um, make sure that you pick that up and leave the Amazon review. And like Rob said, and like I said, don't pick up three, pick up 10. Um, cause that's what you're going to need. That's what you're going to want and wish that you had. So with that, we will be live again on Monday at 2 PM Eastern. So make sure that you tune in then, um, before we sign out, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I can't wait to see the impact and hear the feedback from those of you who tune in on a regular basis. Um, from the impact that this book has had, because I know that it's going to bless you and it's going to be an enormous uh, movement in your life. So with that, I look forward to talking to you next time. And until then, I'm just here to keep reminding you, either give value or don't even bother.